Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash savagepremium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written published article, Who is at the Helm? 
from 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage Show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump. Much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar, and you get a better buzz with, with the Savage Premium. So go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. Speaking with Jack Pisevic today, great man, senior editor of Human Events, huge following on uh, social media. He uh, been a political news guy for a long time. Prior to this position at Human Events, he served as a Washington, D.C. correspondent for One America News Network. You may not know this, but Jack is a veteran intelligence officer of the United States Navy with multiple deployments, including Guantanamo Bay in East Asia. At Gitmo, Jack served as a human, human intelligence analyst in the interrogation cell. That itself is pretty heavy. Okay. In 2014, he joined the Office of Naval Intelligence as an officer at the Kennedy Irregular Warfare Center, which provided intelligence to Navy Special Warfare and Navy Expeditionary Combat Command. I don't even understand most of it, but I'm very impressed. He's written a great book called The Antifa, Stories from Inside the Black Block. He is the producer of the documentary Antifa, The Rise of the Black Flags. We're going to talk about many things today. Antifa, the Trump indictment. I want to begin by making my own comments on the Trump indictment. I want to be very clear. This indictment is clearly a selective prosecution timed seamlessly to cover up the FBI whistleblowers. Very serious claims of bribery by the Bidens. OK, everyone knows about this who studied this the same day. As for the documents stored at Mar-a-Lago, I cannot comment. I have never seen them, do not know what is in them. But I have to ask, where's the crime? Every other recent U.S. president appears to have taken boxes of documents with them after their term of office. Where is the intent to use or sell these documents as implied by the left wing propagandists in the media? The answer is there is none. Now, my concern about this never ending persecution of Donald Trump is that the people will suddenly be forced to forget or ignore all of the many serious and real problems caused directly by the ineptitude and complicity of the extreme far left radical Biden administration. The great threat of World War Three, owing to the limitless support for Ukraine. Just the other day, we read they supplied Ukraine with depleted uranium rounds. I've never seen anything like this. Not one word from the left, not one word from the environmentalists. Depleted uranium rounds to Zelensky's crews. It's frightening. The war drums against Russia. Here, the massive influx of millions of illegal aliens over our southern border. The crime wave in our cities. The utter degeneracy exhibited by the Biden team witnessed him calling trans radicals heroes the other day. The inflation, out of control government spending, the weakening of our military. They can't even recruit people anymore because of the attacks on white males, the attacks on our police, the meltdown of our education system under the degenerates running this country. 
Now, my one distinct criticism of the Trump team are the utterly vicious attacks on Ron DeSantis. I have to say that I personally find them repugnant. These hateful slurs are worse than anything the far left Democrat machine has devised and will be used against DeSantis long after Trump is gone from politics. Remember this, please. Ron DeSantis is a much younger man than Donald Trump, and he should represent the future of the Republican Party. These petty, fraudulent, juvenile attacks against him by the Trump campaign team may permanently destroy a great governor and a very decent man who not only honorably serves the people of Florida, but also honorably served in the U.S. Navy. I think they should stop it. And now on to our interview with Jack Pisobic with his book Antifa Inside the Black Bloc. Jack, welcome to the Savage Nation. Very, very All happy right, to see you. Uh, these are crazy times we're living in. Indeed, uh, it's a, that's the old Irish curse, right? Well, so I think it's a curse <laughs> that goes beyond the Irish now. Right, exactly. Jack, Thanks, we're, we're going to talk about your book, The Antifa, because it's important. But I think we also need to talk about the Trump indictment, if you'd like to do that for a few minutes. Well, I, I think you're right. And, and, and so... Um, you know, we ended up having my uh, uh, live show, which airs. So we're we're in the two p.m. Eastern block, and so the show we had yesterday ended up airing. You know, as he just arrived to the courthouse, while everything's going on, people on the ground, just completely, completely wild. Though interestingly enough, not a very strong uh, showing from uh, from Antifa, even though there had been yeah, uh, they had threatened to riot and attack uh, white supremacists, and they didn't show up, huh? Well, it turned out that all the Trump supporters that showed up were Cuban. <laughs> so oh, I guess they were afraid. Problem. I guess they were a little afraid of the of the Cubans. Well, they uh, Jorge um, uh, Jorge Masvidal, the uh, the UFC fighter, was out there leading them. So <laughs> they probably would have had a little bit of an issue with the uh, the boys oh. out of Little Havana. Oh boy. Well, as far as the um, indictment goes i i'm very clear in fact i i recorded a statement on the indictment i don't want to bore you with my position but it's quite clear it's selective prosecution time seamlessly to cover up the fbi whistleblowers very serious claims of bribery by the bidens that's the timing everyone can see that who's studying this as far as the documents go jack at mar-a-lago i really don't know i've never seen them do not know what's in them but i have to ask where's the crime jack every other recent u.s president appears to have taken boxes of documents with them after their term of office. Now, where is the intent to use or sell these documents as implied by the left wing propagandists in the media? I don't see that. There's no evidence that he was going to do anything with them, right? Even from their own admission, he he, he left them in a storage room. He left them in like a spare bathroom, uh, you know, stacked up. <laughs> so, OK, so it's obviously a show trial out of the Soviet Union. And this has gone on from the beginning uh, of his of his arriving on the scenes. My attorney, Dan Horowitz, says Trump will raise the selective prosecution defense. And it's quite a clear defense, which he sent me. It's two pages, which I'm not going to read. But there is a selective prosecution defense. Where do you see this going? Is this going to nullify Trump's running for office or will it make him stronger? Well, Dr. Savage, I, I think that politically it will make him stronger and we're seeing this certainly bear out in the polls it seems that every time he's indicted he goes up five points 10 points 15 points 
with the primary electorate. And then when you even look at the general electorate, and I've talked to pollsters about this, they're not seeing any movement in the data whatsoever. He's not really going up, but he's not going down either Ah. in terms of the general election, because people seem to be very set on this. And and the narrative, keep Ah. in mind, this isn't the first time that we've seen the, the machinations of government go after Trump. Um, he's been impeached twice already. He's been endlessly investigated. And it seems that the, that most voters just look at this as the next phase in a series that's been going on since actually since 2016, since before he was even elected, when Hillary Clinton and Jake Sullivan began this Russia collusion hoax, which was the very first one of these. But there is a different answer to your question that I think is very important because there's another sinister element to this huh. that I've been teasing out on on my show on human events. I talked about this publicly the other day where there and and folks who bear the name Norm Eisen, and he's a name that, that Tucker had spoken about, Darren Beattie has spoken about. This guy's deeply involved with color revolutions in Eastern Europe and post-Soviet states. He was deeply involved in the Election Integrity Partnership in 2020. And the same individual is now calling. And if you go back and look at the end of 2022, when the January 6th committee was being held, he started issuing a series of legal analysis papers, he calls them op-eds, where he said, Trump's role in January 6 could potentially, if he were convicted of a crime, either under the Insurrection Act or seditious conspiracy, the same crime that's been leveled at these these Proud Boys, these Oath Keepers, if they seek to indict and convict Trump on that, then it could potentially trigger the disqualification clause of the 14th Amendment to the Constitution. And this is Norman Eisen, a guy named Norm Eisen came up with this novel theory. Norm Eisen. This is the novel theory. And where is this? Where is this character from Harvard? (laughs) Exactly. He's from all the all all the rest, all the rest. He's a Brookings Institute guy. Oh, boy. He's he's out of L.A. Um, Brown and Harvard. Yep. Right there. Brown and Harvard. How how could we not figure that in advance? Off the top of what they teach him at Harvard. That's what they teach him at Harvard. And we so, have a, Jack, we have a relative years ago. She graduated Harvard oh, wow. law and they taught her in her final uh, months in law school. Look for your first cases within your own family. Oh. We were shocked. That's what they taught her at Harvard. Look for your first cases within your own family. So uh, they have like a bunch of distorted minds at Harvard teaching them to pervert the law rather than follow the law. And I'm not surprised by what you just told me, Jack. It's crazy. Michael Savage, a host like no other. So it comes back to Trump again. You know, this is the problem for me. I have a problem with the whole thing, which is not only the selective prosecution of the indictment, but this never ending persecution of Donald Trump is that the people will suddenly be forced to forget or ignore all of the many serious and real problems caused directly by the ineptitude and complicity of the extreme left radical Biden administration. Do I have to mention the threat of World War Three owing to the limitless support for Ukraine? They just sent them depleted uranium rounds the other day. I've never believed my in my wildest dreams that we would be sending depleted uranium rounds to Ukraine 
when the ground in, in Iraq, I understand from veterans, is still poisoned from the use of depleted uranium rounds back during the time they were used by us in our Abrams tanks. But we also have millions of illegal aliens. They didn't go away. The crime wave in our cities, that didn't go away. The degeneracy of the Biden administration calling trans radicals heroes the other day. The inflation didn't go away. Out of control government spending didn't go away. The weakening of our military, they can't even recruit men anymore. The attack on our police, the education meltdown. Suddenly these problems have been absorbed, forgotten, pushed aside with the Trump indictment. That's what concerns me the most right now, Jack. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, you look at this escalation in Ukraine, uh, not to mention this counteroffensive that's been largely a complete failure. They haven't even pushed up to the very first defensive line that the Russians have put out, because this is, again, this is the same ground where the Russians kicked the German Nazis out a generation ago, not far away from where the Battle of Kursk was fought, the largest tank battle in U.S. history. They've sat back, they've dug in their lines, and for all of our great, the NATO planners, remember the NATO small yes, unit tactic, yeah. that's going to be great. We're going to yeah. have the uh, the infantry fighting, the, the, Brad, the invincible Bradleys, and the, the invincible, the Leopard 2s, they're going to take them out, and the Russians said, look, uh, we're going to lay down minefields, and we're going to have trenches and trench warfare, and all the technology in the world can't defeat basic physics, basic math, <laughs> taking control of artillery. And you, by the way, this this incredibly fatal um, combination of linking guided artillery with real time drone targeting that they're now using, we may actually be have my my uh, Navy intelligence hat on here for a minute. I'm a prior Navy intelligence officer. But uh, it, we may actually be looking at the end of tank warfare. And if that's true, then we're going back to the stages of World War One. Oh, my God. Tank, trench, just trench warfare. That with it, where, where it's all trenches. That's right. If you can't get across no man's land, you're stuck in the trench. And it's a simple. Well, you know a lot about this. I know your background is awesome. And I read the, your background. I pre-recorded it about your background in Navy intelligence. People don't, may not know that about you. You're not just a talker guy out there from uh, you nowhere land. I mean, you served at Guantanamo Bay. You served as a human intelligence analyst. You joined the Office of Naval Intelligence as an officer at the Kennedy Irregular Warfare Center. And you provided intelligence to Navy Special Warfare and Navy Expeditionary Combat Command. So I agree with you. I don't see any great advances. In fact, I read the other day that um, all of our Bradley fighting vehicles that we gave to Zelensky's uh, troops were blown up, destroyed. I, you don't have to be a, an intelligence officer to understand the Russians have satellites which can see weaponry on the battlefield and literally target them through the satellites to the artillery, correct? Uh, they're using satellites, but it, it even more so with these drones, because a satellite, of course, depending on how it's it's whether it's uh, geostationary or whether it's a crossover, you may only get a couple passes of a certain area. You uh, may not you may not have that loiter ability that a low uh, low flying drone would have. Uh, but some of these drones and even if you get taken out, you can put this up, put the little computer chip on there um, and then you're providing real time targeting data directly back to the artillery fires guys. So this isn't, you know, the big Bertha from from World War One. <laughs> uh, these are guys who are getting computer guided target. It's almost like a video game. You just put the curtain, you put the joystick over, you target it and you press the button. It's as simple as that. And then if they take out your drone, well, so what? It only cost a couple thousand dollars. You put up another one. Jack, why is there no move for um, a diplomatic settlement 
I've never seen anything like this escalation in. I never thought I would live through this. This is insanity on the part of the Biden administration. When Kissinger came out three or four months ago and called for peace, they called him a senile old man. When Biden trips over his own ice cream cone, they say it's nothing. He's got a keen intelligence and the ice cream cone tripped him. Is this going to end? I mean, before we go on to other topics like your book on TIFA, which to me is critically important to this discussion, because it seems to me that the Biden administration is almost acting like Antifa in the White House is <laughs> though they took off their black masks and suddenly running the government. Wouldn't surprise me if there were a few in there. Sort of, well, uh, we know that George Soros is their Clark Kent job. <laughs> we know that George, George Soros's son is going in and out without a mask. He may as well be now taking over the reins. He's more a little more political than my father. Isn't that incredible? uh, Telling us how can you be more political than 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 uh, than Stalin? I don't know how you can be more political than than a Soviet. Whatever. We won't go into that. Okay, this is interesting with regard to the Trump indictment. Conservative firebrand Ken Buck, and he's a member of the pro-Trump House Freedom Caucus, calls Trump allegations very serious and says, I certainly won't support a convicted felon for the White House. That was shocking, wasn't it? Look, I, I responded to that and I said, you got you got a rhino alert here. And, and something that uh, <laughs> you, you can always notice with with Trump, not even just his policies, but the reaction to Trump from many Republicans, it, it's been an incredible litmus test to reveal who is actually there for doing the will of the people, fighting for the same ideals that Trump has always talked about, fighting for our border, fighting for the working class, stopping the endless wars, going after China finally, and then writing our traditional values. But at the same time, it's been such a great revelation. He's the great revealer when it comes to Washington, D.C., because we can get these people who will turn around Someone that you, as you say, he's associated with the Freedom Caucus. He votes well generally. And then suddenly you get a comment like that out where we can all see and and the Republican Party can see as well. And this is something that's very interesting to me that are you not worried that your own voters are looking at you and saying, why are you going along with a political selective prosecution from the same administrative state, the same deep state, the same permanent state bureaucracy that you claim to be fighting against. And and honestly, Dr. Savage, the fact of the matter is that almost every single GOP candidate was completely silent or at least was not present there in Miami. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis did not post a single tweet yesterday. I checked. I'm, I'm on Twitter way too much than I way more than I should be. And, no, I, uh, I love your tweets. I mean, you're, you're no, a big fan. No you're a famous guy on Twitter. How I, many follow? Yeah, how many somewhere. followers do you how many followers do you have on Twitter? Uh, uh, two point one million right now. You have two point one million followers on Twitter. That's awesome. Thank you, Dr. Savage. That's high praise. And look, uh, the fact is that it's not hard to put out a tweet. But if you are actually going to take a stand, against these political forces that have taken over our government, that have weaponized the intelligence agencies, that have weaponized the national security state, then that means you have to actually do it because it's not even about Donald Trump. It's about the fact that these same forces could do this to any future president. Well, we know they'll only do it to the president that stands up to them. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. But I, I have to take the position that you may not agree with. You know, I gave a policy statement 
and it may, I think I'm going to be attacked for it, but I can't help it anymore. I'm used to being attacked for nothing. So it was about the Trump indictment. And I'm 100 percent behind Trump. I want to be very clear about that. It's selective prosecution. But in my position, which I recorded, I think, before we joined each other today, I'm very concerned about the Trump campaign's relentless and dirty attacks on Ron DeSantis. It's not that I'm supporting DeSantis over Trump. That's not the position. My position is that DeSantis is a decent man. I mean, let's face it. He may not be the hardcore conservative we all want, but I think he's a decent guy and he's the future of the Republican Party. Even if Trump should run from jail, Jack, and win, if that happened, he's only president for four years and he's an old man at that time. Over. DeSantis is like the only future we have in the Republican Party right now. And some of the attacks being launched against DeSantis by the Trump team are worse than any I've heard against Biden by them and worse than what the Democrats have come up against DeSantis. And I'm concerned that they're going to kneecap him for the rest of his political career. And we'll have nobody to run after Trump if Trump should run and win. So I think the dirty politics has to end. You know, there's such a thing as saying. I was at Mar-a-Lago about four weeks ago, and I was at, with Donald Trump and other people, great people. And I said, President Trump, please listen to me. Stop attacking DeSantis. It's driving a lot of DeSantis supporters away in Florida, particularly. They love him in Florida. He's been a great governor. Can't you just say it's not his time yet? He's a great guy, but it's not his time yet. I'm pleased to tell you, Jack, that a week later, I saw that as an ad campaign from the Trump campaign where they said, but uh, Ron DeSantis, it's not his time yet. I said, good. And then what happened? A week after that, suddenly the vicious attack started again, as though some juveniles again started in with the name calling the mudslinging. And I know a lot of people who voted for Trump who are very unhappy with these attacks on DeSantis, because, as I say, they're going to be with him forever. Some of these vicious attacks, rightly or wrongly. Now, I am not asking you to join the fray here, but I, I don't like this kind of dirty politics aimed well at our own people. Well, what I would say is I, I agree with you, actually, and, and by and large. And I've said publicly many times that I think Ron DeSantis is a fantastic governor. I think he's uh, probably the best governor sitting okay. in America right now. Uh, also Good. a Navy guy, also a guy who served at Guantanamo Bay. Uh, um, we did not cross paths there, but uh, uh, I, I worked at the same office that he worked with. He was there a couple of years before me. But he was but, a lawyer. He was a lawyer, right? And are you a lawyer by training as well? No, I was there as intel. OK, but you, so you did. OK, yeah. In the, in the joint task force, I mean, it's it's not that big. So, I mean, we were we worked with the JAG office every day. Um, I was in the humans uh, cell there. So, um, yeah, detainee interrogation operations. But of course, at times, you know, when you're conducting those type of operations at Guantanamo, you've got a lawyer looking over your shoulder pretty much every step of the way <laughs> and cameras and everything else. So when he, I say he we was closely, he I was mean, a lawyer we in Guantanamo to make sure that the interrogations were within the law. Right. That they didn't go over the over the line. Right. That's right. That's right. And so uh, long story short, though, is I think that DeSantis can be the future of the party. And I would love and I've said this publicly many times, I would love to see some type of agreement between the two camps, Thank because you. to your point, you get four years with Trump. Then you could have eight years of DeSantis, put Trump in as the wrecking ball for four years, have him smash down this crooked edifice that we have in Washington, D.C., because, of course, you need someone who isn't worried about reelection to be actually have go in and do those things because he's going to have to endure all of the attacks. 
which is why, of course, they're loading up the attacks right now, because they can see what's coming. You can see the writing on the wall. Uh, it's not exactly King Nebuchadnezzar in there. And uh, with DeSantis, then you have him come in with eight years to be able to build something new. And I think that's what he's shown, is that he does have the ability to build things and he has the ability to implement these policies but you need someone who's a fighter to go in first so i'd love to see instead of squabbling over four years why not put together a plan for 12 years of a future conservative movement that we can all get behind so you and i agree on that which is the uh here and here it is my distinct criticism of the trump team are the utterly vicious attacks on ron DeSantis, these hateful slurs are worse than anything the far left Democrat machine has devised and will be used against DeSantis long after Trump is gone from politics. DeSantis is a much younger man and should represent the future of the Republican Party. These petty, fraudulent, juvenile attacks by the Trump campaign may permanently destroy a great governor and a very decent man who not only honorably serves the people of Florida, but also honorably served in the U.S. Navy. And that's my statement. It's I support Trump 100 percent at selective prosecution. But I'm afraid to even say anything negative about anything that they're doing, because you know what happens? They call you a Judas. This is the problem with the MAGA movement, Jack. You probably know it better than I do. If you dare say one word of even a doubt, they call you a Judas. It's like you, you stepped out of line here. You have to like walk in lockstep. I can't do that. You know, I'm glad to hear there, your there position. Were even, there were times even in the administration, uh, some of the geopolitical stuff, I, you know, the Getting involved in Syria in the way we did with the Syria strikes, I was very vocal against that. Huh. Um, oh, the- I was t- I was also a member at the time. You know, you sent me your I, I don't want to take up your time without talking about your book. You got to sell this book. It's a very important book. It's called The Antifa. And Syria comes up in the book quite a bit, actually. Well, the book is called, it's interesting, The Antifa, not Antifa, which is interesting. Yes. I, I'm very aware of what that one word could could imply. When you say the Antifa stories from inside the black block, you're an intelligence officer. Your inscription to me was very inspiring. Dr. Savage, you have been an inspiration for me always. Born as language culture, Jack. Love it, Jack. It means a lot to me. Uh, you know, it's a inter- first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I don't want to go into that. My entire writing career is um, all years, all my literary papers manuscripts, um, letters going back 30 years have been accepted by a major research library for their permanent collection. And one of the collections they want, they want, you know, books and stuff. I mean, I'm actually going to include your book into my literary collection, the final stages of it right now. This is a very important inscription from you to me. And I'm going to say, put this in the library collection. This library has the biggest collection of Mark Twain papers west of the rock actually in the world. So I'm really thrilled that they accepted my work. People say, oh, they're liberal. I said, you don't understand the research parts of the universities have not been yet politicized and destroyed, as you may think. They're not totally decimated, as everyone assumes that all universities have been decimated on every level. I mean, physics departments are still physics departments. And apparently some of these libraries are still research libraries. So this book goes in there. Why do you call it the Antifa when we are told that um, Antifa doesn't even exist as a group? What are they, Jack? Well, I, I, I appreciate and, and, and by the way, thank you that that Dr. Savage, that's an incredible honor. And I, I say that as somebody who used to, uh, you know, when I was going to college, when I was going to school, getting in the military, you know, we would 
listen to the show. And then when eventually podcasts came around, make sure you download it and be able wow. to listen to through it. And so there's been, that's a, been a very long time listener, very long time. listener. That's amazing. And, uh, Jack, certainly that's beautiful. Would, would point to folks like yourself, like Rush as absolute inspirations to everything that I do. And um, the reason, the and I, I, and I appreciate that you mentioned that, that I did act, de- very deliberately add the article, the in front of Antifa. And that was, that was me 100%. And actually you're the very first person that's even asked me about this, even, even at foot signings, I've, I've signed this all over the country. No one's ever asked me why. Did <laughs> well, I Jack, you know, in after, front of it? after a certain number of books, you sort of look at words very carefully. Yes. Yeah, precisely. No, I mean, uh, titles are important. And um, I actually disagree with Shakespeare on that, you know, rose by any other any other name. I, I don't know. I think I think names are very important because names give power. And so when I when I named it the Antifa, it, to your point, it, it was a deliberate response to this question from uh, mainstream media, from Joe Biden as well. Uh, Jerry Nadler, when he was asked about this, uh. claiming that these people do not exist that they are not organized, claiming that there is no hierarchy, claiming that there is no funding source, claiming that there is no history. When I can put, I can point to hundreds of thousands of pages of history, of documents, of government reports going back all the way to Weimar, Germany, with the first rise of the original Antifa um, in, in the 1920s, 1930s by the Communist Party of Germany, which we talk about in the book. So uh, I, I see the Antifa the forward to today. The, uh, you know, I've studied Weimar Germany. I always use it as a fulcrum. And this becomes a very treacherous ground to discuss because it, they say, well, you're taking the other side of the Hitler. Now you're taking the side of the brown shirts. No, I'm not. My whole fear is that we'll have brown shirts rise up and have a Hitler rise up if they keep this up without being checked. That's my real fear. Well, what we explained in the book, and it's it's very interesting because a lot of people will say that. That's the first thing they'll say. They'll say, wait, I thought Antifa was the communists were against the, the fascists, etc. But that's not true. Uh, that came far, far later uh, on after Molotov-Ribbentrop, after uh, 1941. This is a decade prior. The communists and the fascists worked together to destabilize Weimar Germany. Oh. They worked together many times, and we, we delineate in the book the rise oh. of Ernst Talman, the original founder of Antifa back in the 1920s, who was the German, um, German Communist Party leader, handpicked by Stalin. The guy had actually been one of the, uh, one of the funeral bearers for Lenin at his uh, at his oh funeral my God. in Moscow. So this guy comes in. He was a, he was a, the son of a bartender and one of the few, by the way, actual working class people to make their way into the Communist Party. But of course, he, yeah. was, he was completely directed by Stalin. This was his man in Berlin in these days. And the original group was actually called the Red Front. So the Red Front was the original communist militant group that existed in Weimar, Germany, they were eventually banned. And so he needed to come up with a new name for the communist uh, militants in Germany. And he said, well, we're not um, communists anymore, so we can't use red. So we'll say, okay, we'll say that we're anti-fascists, that we're Antifa. However, you have to go into the nomenclature of the time to understand what he's talking about. Let's pause for one minute. We're speaking with a very important guest. I've had a lot of guests. This man 
is in a class by himself, Jack Pisabic. And I first saw him on Twitter and became very aware of him on Twitter and how powerful his following has become. And we've talked about the Trump indictment. And then we launched into his new book, The Antifa, Stories from Inside the Black Bloc. This concludes part one of the interview. Jack, I'm going to make it a two-part podcast. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.